It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The Dallas Cowboys signed three free agents on Tuesday. Let's break them all down. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Today's episode is brought to you by the Ultimate Football GM app. If you've ever dreamed of becoming an NFL GM and managing your own football franchise, then this game is definitely for you. To download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up in the app stores. Our listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using promo code LOCKEDON, all in caps, in the game. I am Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. He is Landon McCool. Check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon, the Cowboys busy on Tuesday signing three free agents. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing well. It's, uh, you know, <laughs> I mean, it's honestly kind of a, a, a shock to be this active in, in our podcasting and not having to, uh, you know, kind of come up with, with, with topics during the first few weeks of free agency nice. as the Cowboys sit on the sideline. Um, yeah, it, it is nice. They actually signed their first free agent, uh, outside free agent. Uh, signed a couple of their own, and, and and I'm excited to kind of chat about what that means for for the future and for the draft and and for moving forward. All right, let's start with the 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 one player they did retain, and that's Dante Fowler. Some rumblings early on in free agency that the Cowboys did want him back. We haven't seen the numbers yet, but not all that surprising. I am a little surprised though that Dante Fowler wanted to be back after he saw his snaps kind of go down as the season went on. Why do you think the Cowboys decided to bring him back? Well, I, I mean, I think it's clear why the Cowboys decided to bring him back. I mean, he was an invaluable down roster uh, pass rusher. I mean, yes. I think uh, being able to win at that sort of high rate without eating up a bunch of snaps uh, was a very valuable piece for the Cowboys that allowed them to kind of safely uh, rotate Parsons out when needed and and, and not necessarily have – one of their top two guys on the pa- on the field as pass rushers, uh, but still be able to maintain a healthy pass rush, right? And and, mm-hmm. and beyond that too, uh, when he was on the field at the same time as guys like Parsons or, or Demarcus Lawrence, uh, it, he he got lots more opportunities to see more one on ones. And I think the the key thing to remember with Dante Fowler in general with his game, and I think it's pretty safe to say at, at this point, right, is that. He the, the the difference in the player and his level of production when he's facing single teams versus being doubled or chipped is pretty massive. And I and I think you could follow that all throughout his career, whether it's from Atlanta or, or to the Rams. Uh, when he gets the opportunity to, to get one on one with an offensive tackle, he wins a lot, a lot. Uh, and the Cowboys were able to provide him a lot of those opportunities. And because of that, he was able to, like I mentioned, produce a high pass rate win uh, percentage 
while only posting, you know, somewhere in the area of 20 to 30 snaps a game, depending on how things are going. And I have those numbers right here, courtesy of Pro Football Focus. Uh, He graded in the 78th percentile of all edge rushers on passing plays or on true pass sets. So basically when a team is taking a five, seven step drop and you know, the ball has to come out. He was awesome. Uh, yeah. Now he's not a run defender. Let's let's just be clear. Like that's not one of his skills, but it's incredible to have this type of depth as your fourth or fifth edge guy. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just having the kind of waves of pass rushers that the Cowboys like to deploy, and and not only just like waves, so you got like multiple guys at each spot, but they all kind of have bring a different level of or a different type of versatility, sure. right? They can all kind of move around a little bit. Fowler, we've even seen kind of reduced down at times uh, as a three technique, just like they did with Armstrong at, at different points. Yeah. But the, beyond that, they'll move him around, and so. And he's really – he's so athletic that he's good on blitzes and twists and stunts mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. So, um, yeah, like the, he has a very kind of particular skill set. Uh, but the Cowboys are a really good fit for for kind of putting him in a position to avail himself of that skill set, if that makes sense. I, I think this move says everything about Demarcus Lawrence and Micah Parsons. They just want to make sure those guys aren't overworked during the season. Yep. And as we yep. saw last year, Parsons got worn down as the year went on and Demarcus Lawrence has had trouble staying healthy. So having a guy like Dorrance Armstrong, who you are, sorry, like Dante Fowler and Dorrance Armstrong, yeah. where you can play them. What's the right amount? 40 or sorry, 400 snaps a season. Yeah. Maybe 500 right. snaps. And yeah. just when you take Parsons off the field and you take Demarcus Lawrence off the field, there's not a significant drop in your pass rush. And that's what adding or keeping a guy like Fowler can, can help you do. And I think that the other name that we haven't mentioned here that this is uh, has an impact on is Sam Williams, because I I think what this does is that this takes the the immediate pressure off of Sam Williams to have to be you know produce at at a a step or two above where he was previous last year, Uh, and not that he can't or he won't do that, but now it's not like a requirement in order to get like the pass rush that you were expecting to get. Doesn't it feel like, so Fowler signed a one-year deal. Dorrance Armstrong is going into the second year of a two-year deal that he signed last off season. It feels like they're trying to prep Sam Williams to take over that third defensive end spot from Dorrance Armstrong, but they don't necessarily, as you mentioned, want to rely on him yet. Yeah. It just, it gives them a whole bunch of options. And again, no matter what, you're going to need numbers, you know, oh. like numbers are going to be a part of this. So, so yes. they, so they have uh, uh, a good solid number of defensive ends, and especially considering how much they rotate them in and out. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I do think that as far as like roles, they're not trying to rush Sam Williams into uh, uh, what is a pretty important role. For they don't want to give him 47 snaps a game in year two. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. they'd like him to have a consistent 22 to 27 snaps. And maybe as the season goes on, he earns more. Uh, well, I've yeah. got one more question about this edge group, which is ridiculously stacked. <laughs> we saw Dan Quinn and Will McClay yeah. at Iowa's yeah. Pro Day. Uh, yeah. I believe that was on Monday. The following day, they were working out Will McDonald at Iowa State's Pro Day, one of the top edge rushers in this class. Does re-signing Dante Fowler take them out of the running of selecting an edge rusher high in this year's draft? Yeah, I honestly just think that Dan Quinn wanted to go to the Iowa State Fair. I heard they have really nice corn dogs and, and, and no, I, 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 yeah, I, well, I remember they went last year. Kellen Moore went last year. Yeah. At Iowa State. I think they just 
They might just like that little trip they up Iowa, like, Iowa State. I, Iowa, yeah. Uh, they just have some friends up there. I, I, you know, it's interesting. You know, I cornerback and and edge rusher are two positions where it feels like you almost can't have enough depth. Um, if the Cowboys were to go out and draft a defensive end, it certainly would feel like one more than they have room for at the end, right? So I guess the question then becomes: if they draft a defensive end they like a lot, is the plan to to potentially trade a Dorrance Armstrong or a? I mean, I, I don't Fowler think Fowler would. They're not trading him well, and they're not going to trade Fowler because he signed yeah. a one-year deal, probably worth three million bucks, right? Yeah, I mean, I, but I could easily see a team willing to give up a pick for Dorrance Armstrong. Just you know, that's that's lacking pass rush. That's looking for somebody that's young that has you know he he's not a 10 sack guy but he no. is a versatile player who can get you six seven eight sacks you know in a season so that there's it's value possible there. it's yeah. possible if they're completely healthy by like week six or seven and some other team is willing to give you let's say a third round pick for Dorrance armstrong i could see that but i i don't see this well, team moving an edge i'll put it this way you know i i go through the mock drafts at this point right and uh, I, I'm already having problems, you know, finding spots where you feel like you like have to put guys in or like this, this team is very well stacked right now. So uh, what I guess that means to me is that you should draft cleanly. Like, don't feel like you, you've got too many of this player, go get the best player. And then we'll figure out what to do with the excess uh, at whatever position. All right. Let's talk about some of the outside signings that the Cowboys made on Tuesday when we get back. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. This tournament is heating up, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That is bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on anything and everything from the money line to point scores to three-pointers drained. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That is FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, Landon, the second uh, outside free agent that the Cowboys signed, we'll get to the first in a second, was Ronald Jones, a two-time Super Bowl champion running back. That's uh, weird. From the, from the Kansas City Chiefs. That's the nicest yeah. way I could say his career. Yeah. Um, what did you think of the move? Eh, you know, That's exactly it's, how it's, I thought. It's like they're going to draft a running back. I feel like, and 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 he that running back will be the other running back that likely will get paired with uh, with Pollard. You know, they also signed Rico Gathers. Um, who I actually think not might Rico have a... Gathers. Rico. Uh... Oh, oh, oh wow, <laughs> golly, 
Yeah, well, that'd be amazing if they signed Rico, Rico Dowdle. Together. Rico Dowdle, of course. Big difference uh, there. <laughs> who, yeah, literally a very big difference. Uh, yeah, a, uh, a, a, a he's you know obviously uh, for for those who remembered his last name, which I didn't. Uh, he he was you know I, I loved him and I and I loved him a lot even when Malik Davis was 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 showing out as well. I, the problem with Rico is he couldn't stay healthy. I, you know, I, I think what they've done is they've signed Rico. I'm pretty sure they still have Malik for one more one more year, right? Yeah, and I think then, it's two more years to be honest. Two more years, and then they got Ron. And, and 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 I think what they'll do is they'll 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 go into the draft with this, see what they what they what falls to them, and if and if a, a a player at the position they like, if the running back that they like falls to them, they'll draft him, and if not. You know, I think you can go into training camp with this group of running backs and then try to maybe upgrade from there, right? Um, but I, I think at the very least, this provides a more kind of veteran running back backup uh, as a, to pair with the kind of two guys who, you know, I mean, obviously Dowdle is, is, is a, a veteran technically at this point as well, but he hasn't had a lot of snaps at running back. Yep. Same for Davis may have more snaps at running back than Dowdle does, honestly, at this point. Yep. Um, and, and, but neither of them are very experienced. So at least you've got another guy who has experience toting the rock at the NFL level. Uh, and he probably didn't cost you very much. He's a cheap deal. So if you want to get rid of him, uh, you know, during training camp because you draft a guy or, or whatever, I, I don't think it's going to be a huge loss. I would imagine this is the uh, James Washington of the running back room, except maybe with even less uh, plans moving forward. Yeah, I, this really feels like, hey, our starting running back uh, isn't going to be at minicamp or no TAs. We yeah. need a guy that is a veteran that we can at least plug in there and have him be the first guy up in drills. I, I had no problem at all with the Cowboys signing a veteran running back. I just wanted them to sign a better one. Cause a I, better thought one. Were, <laughs> I thought there were other names out there like Devin Singletary or Damian Harris, who went for, I think 1.7 million, like guys That's that actually make, yeah, guys yeah. that actually could fit with Tony Pollard. But what this tells me is Dallas is a hundred percent drafting a running back in the first one rounds. And this is just a way to make facilitate sure, practice. Basically. basically. Yeah. And make sure that, Hey, if something happens in the draft where listen, all the running backs go in the first round, which I'm just joking here, but like the draft doesn't follow your way. At least you have somebody who has NFL experience who's played on two different teams that can help you out. Yeah. Cause what you don't want to do is get to the third round there's been some sort of huge run on running backs suddenly. And you've got like a fifth rounded fifth round grade running back on. And, and you you're like, I got to get a starter. I got to yeah, get, exactly. I have to get a running back. So well, we, we have to have a guy that I can at least play in the preseason until Pollard's a hundred percent healthy. Right. So I, I think this, you know, precludes you from, from, from getting falling into that trap essentially. Yeah. Uh, and listen, maybe we're wrong on Ronald Jones. He's only, believe it or not. He's only 25 years old. Uh, he, I know he's been in the league for 13 years. That's impossible. <laughs> and he's had moments where he's looked really good. I believe yeah. Yeah, it was the 2020 season. He averaged 5.1 yards per carry uh, over a thousand total yards. Maybe being back in the Texas area where he's from helps out. McKinney. Yeah. 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 Maybe I just, I, 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 yeah, I, I just, I think he's uh, gets what gets what's blocked for you. You know, like, I, 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 like I said, he's, 
your average running back, there's 20 of them on the street. I imagine that they, you know, they they signed him as opposed to Singletary or or some of those other guys is because when you sign a, a Singletary or or a Damian Harris, like that's your starter. You know, and I, like, and I bet I almost will guarantee you that one of the reasons why like a Damian Harris didn't sign with didn't, the Cowboys, yeah, exactly, is because yeah. the Texans or the Bills, for example, who signed Harris, probably said, "Hey, we can give you eleven touches a game, a lot of short yardage work." Where Ronald Jones is, "Hey, come in and compete for a roster spot." Yeah, like there's just yeah. nothing guaranteed here. Yeah, and that's that's the other side of it, right? The the the, the player side is the, you know, the the agents know what the depth charts are, yeah. and and they can look you at know. this and say, hey, you're not beating Pollard out, so you're at best your be- your situation is going to be running back two. You're competing uh, with probably a third round pick. Yeah, right. Yeah, and and I think I think whoever who's Ron Ronald's agent knows that we're pro- likely drafting a running back as well. Okay. So. Uh, let's talk about the other free agent the Cowboys signed, a guy that Dallas actually targeted last August. Next. This episode is brought to you by the ultimate football GM app. You've heard us talk about this mobile game before. And if you ever thought that you would become a good GM or you would make a good GM, you've got to give this game a try. It's not as easy as you think to create a dynasty. When you play ultimate football GM, you get to control and manage every strategic aspect of your team as you play through seasons and try to lead your team to glory as you look to build an historic dynasty. With Ultimate Football GM, you're going to be responsible for controlling the destiny of your franchise by hiring the right coaches and coordinators, managing all the finances, and negotiating player salaries and terms. Plus, you've got to do free agency, the draft. There's going to be injuries that pop up, player personnel issues, all the ups and downs of the season, all in a challenging but realistic game world. Ultimate Football GM is completely free and playable offline, so you can play as on the go as you want to and when you want to. Locked on Cowboy listeners get a uh, 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code LOCKEDON, all in caps, in the game store. That is LOCKEDON, all in caps. So make sure you check it out today to download the game. Just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up in the app stores. That is ultimate-gm.com, ultimate football GM. Start your dynasty today. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. All right, Landon, let's talk about the first free agent sign of the Cowboys made Chuma Udoga, a offensive lineman uh, who was on the Falcons last year. The Cowboys actually tried to trade for him uh, right before the season started when he was with the Jets. What are your thoughts on the player? He's a we talked about it a little bit. He's he's an odd odd bodied player, right? Yeah. He's kind of leggy, and uh, um, you know we, he 
the thing that keeps blowing my mind is I keep looking back at that uh, report of him when he was coming out of USC at college that he he was a sprinter. It was a 100-meter sprinter at 320-plus mm-hmm. pounds, which is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Uh and on top of that, you know, he's, he's had kind of an interesting, uh, he was an interesting career. He's, he was a third round pick for the jets. He's played, uh, uh, I think he started more than 10 games for them at different points in the mm-hmm. last few years. He's got, like I said, he has an odd body type. He's kind of leggy. He's like, he's less than six foot four. I mean, I think he's like six, three and some change, yeah. but they played it, but they played him at tackle and, and he, and he played okay there. Um, so he's kind of a guard tackle swing guy. I would say that just based on on limited, and I haven't seen a ton of them on limited reps, that he to me looks more like a guard who can play tackle than a exactly. tack, than a swing guy. Um, he can move a little bit, obviously with the hundred meter thing. You can you can see that in his game a little bit. Um, I'd like for him to be a little bit more physical at times. There's times when I feel like he gets the target and um, he can, he could be a little bit of a waist bender he can get Definitely. a little bit over a little bit uh, out over his feet at times. Uh, but I think that there's some tools there. He clearly has some experience. Um, you know, it, it takes a special kind of athlete at six, three and a half to play offensive tackle. And, and he clearly has that kind of athleticism. There's some ice, uh, the name I keeps coming back in my brain is is like a, a like a cheap Isaiah Wynn, right? Sure. Like yeah. where where he um he's not quite the elite guard you want him to be. He may feel more comfortable at tackle, but his body doesn't quite physically line up with what you want at offensive tackle. So mm-hmm. he's a little bit of a tweener. Like I, I would compare him a little bit to uh uh well, I mean, like let's 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 take a Brian Breesy or, or no, uh, uh, Tommy yesterday we talked, right. Where he has this weird body style that kind of is in between the inside and the outside on the line. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that he has some kind of unique athleticism that allows him to kind of go back and forth, but he seems to be kind of a Jack of all trades, master of none sort of offensive lineman. He reminds me of a guy that the Steelers had a couple of years ago. And the Browns currently have right now, Chris Hubbard, who started his yeah. career off as a tackle, six foot three, 295 pounds, but tackle moves inside the guard. Now he's like the swing tackle for the Browns plays a bunch of snaps, but never really your starter, but yeah. that guy is valuable. And if he, yeah. if Udoga can develop into that, it's a great signing. I actually, I, I was able to watch his tape back in August as we kind of heard yep. rumors that the Cowboys were interested. The pass blocking stuff is a mess. I mean, he's, he, he, he just doesn't trust himself. Right. Like, and, and, and that's why it feels like he's constantly like trying to get his hands on the defender first. Cause he doesn't trust his technique yeah. in pass pro. Well, I'll, I'll give you the numbers. Now I promise there's a, there's a positive that I'm going to say out of this. These are <laughs> numbers from PFF over the last four years when he's played pass block grade zero, zero, I don't know, zero percentile. Pass block grade on true what? pass sets, first percentile. Pass block grade with no play action, first percentile. Pass block grade on seven-step concepts, first percentile. That's not That's good. bad. That's, That's bad. That's good, yeah. But here's, here's the positive. He's a really good run blocker. His run block grade on zone runs, 98th percentile. Run block grade on gap runs, 99th percentile. I just wonder if the Cowboys see him as a guard that could potentially get out in space and move and get to the second level. Why not take a chance on his athleticism there? 
And I, you know, honestly, the thing that you and I mentioned is, I don't know if this is something that still will exist in this version of the playbook, but I feel like without athleticism and his body type, he could really do that McGovern kind of fullback role really well, potentially. Well, so, and remember at the end of the year, they were using Avante Collins in that role and he's just yeah. a better athlete than Collins is. Yeah. So I, I wonder if that's a feature that will continue uh, in the McCarthy playbook, and if so, I, I definitely feel like he, this player, is a guy I, that they could avail themselves there. I do know that the Falcons fans were upset that he didn't come back because he had to start a couple games at guard last year, and he played really well. And then he got hurt, which has kind of always been a little bit of a knock that's, on him. Yeah, but that's the other thing, right? If he can stay healthy, he's probably competing. He's not going to be the swing interior guy because I think that's going to belong to Matt Farniak. But could he be? That second interior guy, I could see it. Yeah, and and then you know the other thing too is this. I guess there's also the chance that the Cowboys draft a guy and high in the top three rounds. It's a a guard or a center or a swing guy. So there could be a nice little competition there between Farniak, him, and 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 whoever the draft pick is. So it's sim- It is similar, I think, to what we were talked about with Ronald Jones, except I feel like there's probably a higher chance that he sticks yes. onto the team after you know, training. hundred percent agree. I think, I think there's a very good chance you dug. It does make this roster yeah, because absolutely. they were interested last year. So they were interested last interested. year. Yeah. yeah. And they're just in a better spot at tackle now than they were a year ago. And now, you know, maybe with Connor McGovern leaving, there is an open guard spot in this roster. And could potentially fill it. That is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in, and thank you for making Locked On Cowboys your first listen every day. Now make your second listen to Locked On NFL Scouting Show with the Draft Dudes. From free agency to the draft, salary cap management, and more, join NFL experts Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino as they take you through what it's like to build a successful NFL franchise every Monday through Friday. Find Locked On NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Check out the Lockdown Cowboys podcast on YouTube as well. You can follow Landon on Twitter at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we'll see you guys next time. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.